around the county visiting polling stations with a good friend of yours actually, Mark Edwards. Yes, yeah, he was actually in the studio yesterday uh, as well, top doing, man. Doing very well and uh, he had speakers mounted on top of his car on that day. <laughs> uh, we spent the day driving around with this song blaring out, so it's a bit of a, a, a soundtrack for that election for me. But uh, great band, great music. Yeah, I've seen great memories as well. You know, I, um, I remember seeing all those huge boards, those massive, massive <laughs> yeah. boards that you had, they were in Eddie's, because I've, I've been friends with the family, like you said, for, yeah. for many years and I, I couldn't believe the size of these advertising boards and, uh, they were stored in the snooker hall yeah, yeah we, went, we went large <laughs> yeah they were literally the size of the snooker tables they were they were getting hidden underneath the snooker yeah, tables yeah they've been Amazing. used for lots of other things since <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking Brexit here this morning huge topic it's dividing the nation uh, we've touched on how it's affecting Pembrokeshire businesses and uh, they want if anything just certainty security on, on what's going to happen but how is it going to affect us the people of Pembrokeshire so, for most people, I don't think people will notice themselves in their day-to-day lives much different when we leave the EU and whatever arrangement we have for the... And why is that? Why don't you think there'll be sort of much change Because there? most of what's being argued about deals with trade issues. That's mm-hmm. the, so, if you're somebody making something and selling it abroad, then the, the rules around how you trade with the rest of Europe matters to you on a day-to-day basis. Where people may feel impact on their lives is and not a lot of people have been talking about this but part of leaving the EU means that we're leaving this thing called freedom of movement this Mm. rule that says if you're Mm. a member of the EU people can come and go and live in your countries pretty much as they please Mm. and I think when some British people who want to go and move easily to Europe set up a business there work there for a year or two they're going to find that that is diff- more difficult in future mm. because we are changing the way that we do immigration with the rest of Europe. Mm. So at that level, people could see a difference. There are people in Pembrokeshire who have been contacting me over the last year or so who have uh, spouses or partners mm. who are from European mm. countries, mm. Mm. and they're very keen to know, well, what will be the status of my wife? She's German, she's been here 10 years, mm. or, or my husband, he's from Spain. Uh, he's been living here for X number of years. What's going to be their status yeah, when we leave the yeah. EU? Will they get sent home? I've had mm. a lot of people mm. asking me that mm. question. Mm. And that just goes to show the level of uncertainty and, and fear for some people about the unknown. Um, now, there are some clear answers for, for, for them. So there are some reassurances that can, mm. can be given. But the fact that people are raising these kind of day-to-day lifestyle issues are, gives an indication of, 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 um, of how things could, could be affected. I guess, um, you know, when we talk sort of everyday lifestyle, mm. you know, how will it affect prices in the shops? You know, if, if someone likes organic tomatoes that come from France, for example, or, you know, um, will those items be affected? You know, will we stop receiving them? Will the price go up or down? So this is where economists argue about this. So there are some people who say, well, look, since we left the EU, actually, the pound has dropped in value. Mm. When the pound drops in value, that means that goods that are bought from outside of Britain go up in price. So so there are some economists who will say, oh, well, look, Brexit's already had effect because it's led to an increase in prices because of the value of the pound. There are people who say, well, actually, when we leave the EU, we'll be hopefully in control of setting tariffs and it, we can, and tariffs are like a tax that you, you, that you charge on some goods that are coming into the country. So on shoes that are made abroad, for example, mm. there is a tariff coming into the EU mm. for shoes made outside the EU. There are people who say, well, if we leave the EU, we can actually have, be in control of that policy ourselves and reduce prices on some household goods like, like children's shoes and mm. things like that. Mm. Big issue for women, um, 
a tax on sanitary products. It's called the so-called tampon tax. Yes, it's been yes. very controversial, and a lot of yes, women has, have been yeah. campaigning on this. Now, the reason that we're not allowed to reduce the tax, the VAT on that at the moment, is because of a European rule. Mm. So when we leave the EU, when we take control of our own VAT rules, that is something that our own government will be able to change. So mm. there are some products that that people may see a difference in prices on, but. Yeah, overall, there is a there is an argument going on about what the overall general effect on prices will be. There is just so much uncertainty, isn't there? I mean, I think that's what is is very apparent. And mm. going abroad, you know, what do you do right now? You know, do you book a holiday? Do you wait a little bit to see what happens? Are you going to be able to get into the country? What's going to happen with your data roaming package? You know, all these questions. I guess people can. You know, re- really approach at the moment, and it's getting a lot of people thinking. You know, it, it is, and that's a healthy thing for people to be forward thinking yeah. and, and get mm. to grips with the detail of this. And of course, one of the reasons that Theresa May has been trying to get this transition period, this phased, mm. longer-term approach to leaving, is to provide that more certainty mm. and to work out some of these issues in a, in a controlled way, rather than have this sudden leave mm. and suddenly people wake up the day after Brexit Day next March. Mm. Uh, next at beginning of next April and wonder well what on earth are, is the answer to these things mm. so that's what we're trying to to avoid for most of these questions there are some pretty sensible answers mm. I don't believe the scaremongering mm. I don't believe that planes will be grounded and people mm. will be stranded and not be able to mm. go on holiday the world will carry on mm. but mm. to do mm. so requires people to make plans and talk about people in government and to work things out and that's what we're trying to do with this approach to Brexit. And I guess the scaremongering is ultimately what has probably given a lot more uncertainty, especially to, you know, everyday people, you know, and, and you hear all these things and the big headlines on the papers, you know, you're just filling up with some petrol, you walk into the, to pay, to pay for your petrol, you're seeing all these huge headlines and all of a sudden you're like, what on earth is going on? Yeah, and, and the media have loved it. Brexit's been, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, you know, I don't wish to make any criticism of your profession, Toby, but <laughs> no, no, the, me- no. the media generally have, yeah, yeah. and particularly the reporters up in mm. London, mm. and they've almost been reporting Brexit like some kind of soap opera, yes, day yes. by day. You know, what's Boris Johnson mm. doing today? What's Jacob <laughs> Rees-Mogg saying? You know, who's trying to bring down who? Yeah. Um, mm. And it's made for good reading, you know, good mm. soap opera, mm. but behind it there are all of these very serious mm. issues that perhaps haven't had enough of the the serious attention Mm. which is why the public are not as well informed on some of these nitty gritty things as they should be so people here in Pembrokeshire we should go about our lives as we are at the moment stop the worry yeah absolutely and and you know what unemployment's been falling in Pembrokeshire for the last two years business has been growing you talk I talked to particularly the small businesses Mm. around the county and they've been Mm. doing very well people have been hiring more workers you know, confidence and the mood has been pretty good so mm. um, wh- whatever kind of big negative headlines there may be in mm. some of the national press when you talk to local businesses mm. they're on good form they're mm. up for this yes yes yeah. they might have some questions that they want answered and some some concerns that they want mm. us to, to be listening to mm. but overall their mood is an optimistic one and I think people in Pembrokeshire should be upbeat mm. um, regardless of how this works out you know, I've got huge confidence in British people and local people mm. and I think Britain will be a success whatever the scenario that we're facing Fab. So if you do want to book that holiday to sunny Spain next year, go ahead and do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or even a, a holiday in, in sunny North Pembrokeshire. Stay, <laughs> stay, stay in the UK if you want to. Change your Euros now or next year? Oh, now that's a good question. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're asking me to put money on it. Uh, um, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, my, 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 own, my own view is when you've got money to change for a, things like a holiday, mm. just do it at a moment that's convenient. Don't try and game it because mm. there's the many losers that are for winners from that. Yeah, certainly. I always just take my card because then, you know, hopefully you get the best rate when you're out there. You yeah. know, well, be careful. And you haven't got loads of cash on you, you know. I sort of, I do take my card often when I go. Yeah, well, but to make, sure, make, to make, yeah, make sure, make sure you look at your card statement afterwards. Well, yes. Because you get <laughs> make sure there's enough in there in the first place. Yeah, well, you, and also you could be pinged for extra bank charges for using the card in certain places overseas. Yeah. And people forget that. So. Always check. Which brings yeah. me on to an, an, another uh, very interesting question. Sort of, the banks, they cover all sorts of things from travel insurance, phone insurance. It lets you, you know, go into these EU countries. You know, will, will that be dramatically affected? Will people have to sort of read the terms and conditions again when we leave the EU? Um, I, I don't know the, the, the full answer to, to mm. that. People should always read terms and conditions anyway. Mm. And, and I know nobody reads the small print <laughs> on any agreements or contracts that they make, phones, banks, mm. whatever, but people should. I don't mm. know what the, what the full answer to that is. Mm. Um, but again, back to this issue of the transition period the mm. transition period does build in this extra block of time to work out a lot of that stuff okay we'll uh, play another song would you like another track Steve? yeah I would what would you like to play? let's play uh, let's play a bit of U2 U2 okay from and uh, still I, I still haven't found what I'm looking for from their 1987 album The Joshua Tree it's a great number that so why, why would you like to hear that? You two, I mean, a band when you're growing up in the in the mid '80s, you two were were a huge rock band, and they're perhaps not so fashionable now amongst young 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 people. Yes. But probably one of the best concerts I ever went to was in 1987 at mm. Cardiff Arms Park, the old stadium, mm. when they the alarm uh, the U2 played with the alarm supporting them. Fantastic day out in Cardiff that day. That was gosh, 31 years ago. I feel old. Iconically, <laughs> that. Well, it's playing right here at Pure West Radio for you, Stephen. If you have just joined us, um, we have got a fantastic uh, special here this morning with our local MP, Stephen Crabbers. We are putting those everyday normal questions uh, to Stephen Crabb that is on our minds. You know, how is Brexit going to affect our life here in Pembrokeshire? Uh, we'll take a few questions uh, from our Facebook live feed. So if you are uh, watching right now, please feel free to post a question in there. And uh, yeah, we'll ask Stephen in just a second. Uh, this is you too. What a great tune.
to what a great record that is. I still haven't found what I'm looking for, and uh, that was requested uh, by Stephen Crabb, uh, a local MP who is uh, here with us this morning. Um, thanks for taking some time out of your, your busy schedule. I know it's probably totally bonkers at the moment, Stephen. Yeah, it's busy, <laughs> but it's good. It's, it's a good busy. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, we're just chatting off air actually um, about uh, the sort of the funding element. Uh, Charles Young's been in touch on Facebook. Um, how, how will EU funding affect people here in Pembrokeshire? So Pembrokeshire is that one of the a part of an area of Wales called West Wales and the Valleys that has received funding uh, from the European Union over the last 10 years or mm. so and quite significant amounts of funding um, because uh, um, we are a region that is one of the poorer regions of the EU when you look at this kind of compared to national averages. Mm, mm. So that funding will come to an end when we leave the EU. There will no longer be that pot of EU money available mm. for those kind of regions. So a lot of people, even before the, the referendum campaign really kicked off, mm, were saying, mm. well, what's going to happen about this? So the promise that was made by central government in London was, OK, if we leave the EU, if that happens, we will replace that pot of money with our own national pot of mm. money. Mm. Um, because if you think about it, the money that the EU was spending in Wales was money that's recycled from British taxpayers anyway, because tax goes across from Britain to EU and then they spend some of it back here in the UK. So the government's promised to set up this new fund. It will be called, I think they're talking about calling it a UK National Prosperity Fund or a, mm. a Shared Prosperity mm. Fund, mm. fund to really try and do what those EU funds were trying to do, mm. which was to raise the level of economic activity. Now, there were a lot of arguments about how well some of that EU money was being spent anyway. Mm. Was it being wasted on mm. frivolous, smaller projects that really didn't do a lot of, make a lot of difference? Mm. Uh, but my own, my own view is, you know, yes, I can, I can point to examples of where that EU money has been wasted, but I can also point my finger to various projects in Pembrokeshire that have had EU mm. funds, some quite significant funding, mm. and that's really helped our county. It's helped the social fabric of our county, mm. and, and, it's, and it's created some jobs as well. Mm. So, so I've got a big interest in seeing this new mm. pot of money that's going to be created mm. work. I want mm. to know how it's going to be used. Uh, I want to make sure it's going to be used more effectively than the old EU money mm. and that we, we've got to absolutely fight to make sure Pembrokeshire doesn't lose out. Mm. Jobs here in Pembrokeshire, I mean we did sort of touch on it very briefly but I mean we have a lot of you know workers from all over the EU especially in you know the hospital um, you know how will that be affected? And that's another big big question of, of, of Brexit um, because these people from the EU who are doing jobs here, mm. um, they're working. They're contributing mm. to our economy. Mm. When I broke my hand a couple of years ago playing rugby, it was a Romanian consultant mm. at Withy Bush who, who, who helped fi fix me up. We, I visit a lot of farms in Pembrokeshire. Very common to see Eastern European workers on some of the farms in Pembrokeshire. Mm. The turkey farms, particularly around Christmas time, mm. will be relying on a lot of foreign workers mm. um, and, and the economy needs them so we haven't yet worked out what the detail of our new immigration policy will be mm -hmm. obviously while we were a member of the EU we have to abide by this thing called free movement which mm. is that anybody living in the EU can basically walk into Britain at any point mm. and come and live here um, I think a key message of the Brexit campaign was that people didn't like that mm. they believe that you know, our national government in London should be responsible for for immigration policy. Mm. Um, mm. So, in terms of what that new immigration policy will be when we take back control, remains to be seen. But personally, I hope that it'll be one that keeps that does enable people 
who've generally got a job here to do to come here and do that job because as you say they do contribute to our local economy there you can see them all over the place yeah yeah 100 and let's hope uh, that so those jobs are retained because they do some some wonderful work here yep. in pembrokeshire i mean this is a brexit conversation i don't want to get too bogged down into the hospital conversation but as mm. you are here is there any sort of update on on the future of Withy Witch Hospital and, and where things are going with that? So we're pretty much as we were when we spoke about this mm. uh, a few weeks ago at the, the protest outside Withy Bush Hospital, which mm. was, well, you'll remember, it was a massive turnout. Incredible people, turnout, yes. And people were saying, well, the weather will be bad and maybe the steam has run out of the Save Withy Bush campaign. But that turnout on that Saturday really mm. reinforced that people in, Pem- in Pembrokeshire really care about their local hospital. Mm. And for good reason. Yes. This isn't some manufactured, yeah. created campaign. Mm. This is, you know, for most people in Pembrokeshire, this is far more than Brexit, right? Yeah. On a day-to-day yes. basis. Yes. Oh, I yes. genuinely believe. Yeah. And mm. people want the certainty of knowing there's a high-quality A&E on their doorstep, mm. not another hour's drive or hour mm. and 15 minutes further away. So when we spoke last, um, at that point, the, the health board was saying... Um, no, we are going to press ahead with our proposal to move A and E out of Withybush mm. to some location. Yet, no one knows where that is. Mm. Somewhere around Carmarthen or, or mm. St Clair's, maybe. Mm. Um, you'll remember I wrote to the health minister in Cardiff because yes. all of this has been run from the Welsh government in, in Cardiff, saying to the health minister, "Look, you've got to come down to Pembrokeshire. Don't just meet me. Meet meet people in Pembrokeshire mm. who will tell you." why they feel so passionately about this. Mm. I was very disappointed he declined that Mm. opportunity. Mm. So it does feel very, very frustrating. It feels that Welsh Mm. Government aren't in listening mode and Mm. it feels like the health board are just pressing on regardless. Mm. You know, Mm. 40,000 people in Pembrokeshire signed a petition Mm. to save their A&E. Yeah, one third of the county. The health board told me that the vast majority of responses to their consultation from the whole of the Halvar region, which is the old Dovid area, Mm. The vast majority of responses came from Pembrokeshire, mm. but, and that's because Pembrokeshire had most to lose. Yes, and yet Pembrokeshire is the one part of the health, the health board area mm. that is being overlooked yes. in, in these plans. Yes. So it feels incredibly frustrating. Uh, yes. I know that the, 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 the guys in the, in the assembly are are going to be fighting this hard, but that's where the battle for this will now move: is mm. can we get health ministers in Cardiff? Uh, focused on this and hearing our arguments and hopefully intervening to change the plans. Mm. I mean, it is uh, a huge topic of conversation, as you say, and uh, many people on a, on a daily basis. I mean, we had a, a huge debate show, and I mean, it was by far one of the most popular debates we've done so far. We do it on the first Monday of every month. We invited the other health boards to come and join us on the show, and they declined. You know, and I think that was what was more disappointing. Is I think if people can hear their reasoning behind it all mm. then at least then we've got that other side yeah um not maybe of the argument but we can just understand their logic behind it but unfortunately you know we've had the pop-up shops but not everyone can attend uh, those you know it would have been great for them to have just have their say but unfortunately they, they declined it and it, it is frustrating isn't it it is and i'm disappointed to hear that they wouldn't come on the radio mm. because uh, the the chief executive of the Haldar Health Board. He knew when he took on the job that he was walking into mm. an organisation where there was very little trust from the people of Pembrokeshire to that organisation because of the whole history of this downgrading of Willie Bush. Mm. Now, this has been going on for 12 years now, yes, Toby. Yes, yes. He seemed to go around the same mountain mm. time and time mm. again. Mm. So he's known um, that there's an issue to be tackled here to try and increase the, the, the level of trust from people in Pembrokeshire towards the Halvar Health Board. 
And I think for him to come on programs like this mm. would be incredibly useful mm. so that he can hear the questions and the concerns and he can do what part of his job is, which is to explain to people mm. the reasons that, they, that he wants to do these things. Mm. That's it. I think we would just like an explanation behind it already. You know, that, that would have been very nice. And I think that would have um, just, you know, propped up the Pembrokeshire people a little bit, you know, just knowing, you know, maybe what the outcome would be if there was this other hospital. Really, you know? Yeah, Pem- Pembrokeshire people have got a voice. That voice is being mm. uh, being used very loudly and very clearly on this mm. issue of Withy Bush. It needs people to listen mm. and to listen intelligently. Mm. And that's what's not happening at the moment. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so Brexit, then let's uh, sort of wrap it up. Uh, we've we've covered the uncertainty. We're, we're not sure where it's going. However, when this does hopefully all go through, and we haven't had another general election, and uh, you know it, all, all the the other various other endings that could happen to this incredible story that that is Brexit, how will we know? what's exactly going on are we going to be given a document are things going to be rolled out over you know how will we know about all these changes so so there is a lot of information that's being produced Mm. some of it more helpful than others Mm. so in the last week we've had this massive 500 page Mm. draft withdrawal agreement which is a legal text it's not easy reading i wouldn't recommend it Mm. but there are some (laughs) there are some useful summaries online Mm. Uh, and there are also some uh, quite good resources online, people giving their opinions about this withdrawal agreement that's in draft form. And surprise, surprise, Toby, this huge argument about mm. what it all means. Mm. So um, lots of information will be provided by government mm-hmm. and by the EU side, particularly business, information for business as well. Um, but I'm afraid to say anyone who thinks that the argument's going to be coming to an end uh, anytime soon, mm. I think we'll be disappointed. I think this this will carry on raging for quite some time yet. Yeah. Mm. What's your thoughts on it, Steve? Personally, yeah. So I, I took a view when I was Secretary of State for Wales that um, it, Wales, Pembrokeshire were better off on the whole staying in the EU rather than leaving. Mm-hmm. And I had huge arguments with with people in mm-hmm. in my my family. In my, <laughs> my well, it has uh, divided my, the nation. By, you know, uh, my circle of friends. Has, yeah. Mm. Um, but Pembrokeshire voted very very clearly out mm. by an even bigger majority than the national average. And I always said right from the minute that I voted for the referendum legislation to go through Parliament, mm-hmm. when I we you know, the thing to create the referendum in the first place, mm. Mm. we all promised that we would abide by the outcome of mm. the referendum, whatever way it went. Yeah, yeah. And so, absolutely, you know, within minutes of the result of the being announced, I mm. said this needs to be done. Yeah, you know, you don't hold a national referendum. Mm-hmm and have you know, millions and millions of people participating then to say we ignore it so mm-hmm. from that point I am absolutely committed to mm-hmm. seeing this done mm-hmm. I'm committed to seeing Brexit done in an intelligent way mm-hmm. a responsible way mm-hmm. I sit on the Brexit committee in Parliament my job is to kind of ask difficult questions of ministers and civil servants Ollie Robbins and uh, Theresa May uh, and I do that I stand up week after week in the House mm-hmm. of Commons and I, and I talk about these things because I want to see a good Brexit deal for Pembrokeshire and what does mm-hmm. that mean it means that we don't create new headaches and new problems for the port of Fishguard with its ferry links to Ireland or Pembroke Dock with its ferry links to Ireland. It means that we don't suddenly remove markets from farmers in Pembrokeshire who are looking to export lamb from North Pembrokeshire. It means that we don't create new 
uncertainty and headaches for business, uh, which will have a depressing effect on the economy. So for all of these reasons, I think that getting a sensible outcome to Brexit, yes, with a bit of a transition period involved as well, making it a kind of a slightly longer drawn out process is the right course of action. Mm. There's lots in the current draft agreement that I don't feel comfortable with. You know, that what we're currently arguing about at the moment, but a lot of those are technical points. But broadly, if you're going to press me this morning, Toby, broadly, I kind of feel that we are in the right direction. Yeah. And I kind of think that that's where the mood of the country is at. Um, and particularly a lot of women supporting Theresa May at the moment. I know she's had a hell of a difficult time. Yes. You know, mm. and I don't know that there's anybody else out there in Parliament or outside Parliament who could walk into 10 Downing Street mm. and do a better job. It's an incredibly difficult job that she's mm. been landed with. Mm. And mm. she's doing her best. It's not perfect. The draft agreement isn't perfect. But it broadly feels like the right kind of direction yeah. that we're going in. That's well, my view. It's great to hear, I think, yeah. because... You know, it almost just seems that we're, we're living in the past a little bit. You know, if we're pushing for another referendum, I mean, it's, you know, very good and honest of you to say, look, you know, I wanted this to remain. However, that was the decision of the country. That was the majority vote. We've just got to get on with it. Mm. You know, I mean, we're in a very similar boat in the radio industry at the moment with a big digital switchover, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like, look, let's just all sing from the same hymn sheet. Let's try and get the best outcome for the people, for mm. the business, mm. for the country as a whole. Let's just get cracking with it and get the best deal we possibly can for everybody. Yeah, so uh, I think that's the right approach, exactly the right mm. approach. But people have hard views on either mm. side of the yes. argument. There are yeah. people who believe Brexit should have happened yesterday yeah. and the maximum <laughs> separation from the EU. We don't want anything to do with them ever again. Mm. That's one view I hear mm. a lot. Mm. There's another view. People think Brexit's a disaster. Mm. Everyone who voted for Brexit were were not informed, couldn't be trusted <laughs> yeah. with the vote. We should yeah. ignore them. We They're not just... intelligent. Yeah, yeah. 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 What are you doing? What I hear that a lot. I hear a lot of condescending comments yes. about yes. people who voted yes. Brexit. People knew what they were voting mm-hmm. for. People voted for mm-hmm. lots of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have faith in the electorate. Mm-hmm. When people go out and choose politicians, we don't try and undermine that vote straight away. You live with the consequences. Yeah. Same for the, for, the, for this vote. And um, But we will do Brexit, but we're going to do it, hopefully, in a, in a sensible, measured way, which gives clarity to business and doesn't lead to too much disruption in people's lives. Well, Stephen Crump, thank you ever so much for, for popping in this morning. Pleasure. It's been yeah. great catching up with you. We could talk for hours on this. We yeah. really could. <laughs> it, it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, it, it's intriguing. Yeah. And uh, we've only really touched on the surface. But I hope we've given um, our listeners an insight into what, what, it, what the result's going to be, you know, for the people of Pembrokeshire. And I think the overall verdict, Stephen, really is that it's not as bad as it may seem. Absolutely not. And as I said in an earlier question, that, you know, I'm an optimist. Yeah. I believe in Britain, I believe in Wales, I believe in Pembrokeshire. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I, I believe that we'll make a success of whatever scenario that we faced. You know, Britain's been through a lot tougher times than this mm. in, the, in the past. Mm. And we've come out on top. And I think we will come out on top from this. Excellent. Uh, once again, thank you very much to Stephen Crabb, also Sam and Twiggy as well, uh, for sort of being the adjudicators. Making sure it didn't get too heated. But this was all about just finding out what it means for Pembrokeshire, and I hope uh, we've managed to uh, uh, give you some insight into that here on the breakfast show this morning. Um, would you like another track to finish? Yeah, let's let's finish with um, Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Oh, oh yeah, that's 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 a great that's a great selection. That and. Uh, do I need to ask why you picked that one? <laughs> um, well, that's kind of the theme of the show this morning has been what's going on, right? Uh, Marvin Gaye, I'm a huge Marvin Gaye fan. He's just got the most wonderful, wonderful, smooth voice. Um, no longer with us, sadly. Very Died in very sad circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this song in, has an incredibly powerful political message, mm. but people, which people forget because it's such a smooth, easy listening track. I love it. Yeah. And hopefully we've managed to um, sort of put a bit of a question mark on what's going on with Brexit here this morning at Pure West Radio. Thank you very much once again, uh, Stephen Crab, our MP, for popping into the studios Cheers. this morning. Pleasure. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the end. For only love can conquer hate You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and get here today Picket lines and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see Can't see what's going on. Yeah, 
Connection live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio. The Power Hour hour. on Pure West Radio. Never mind the stars in the sky, never mind the wind and the why. Got a feeling higher than high. This is the real thing. Mm.
Stansfield playing here at Pure West Radio. Thanks once again there to Stephen Crabb for popping into the studio this morning and having a real good chat about Brexit. And he's doing some amazing work at the moment, supporting uh, many people here in Pembrokeshire on this big topic of conversation, uh, which is, of course, Brexit. Hopefully, uh, we have uh, managed to uh, maybe give you a little bit of an insight into uh, what that means uh, for us here in Pembrokeshire. You can watch the Facebook Live video back, and again, it'll be on our podcast uh, just after uh, half past ten this morning here at Pure West Radio. Also, Stephen Crabb now off to Lower Priory in Milford Haven to see uh, some of the people that uh, sadly were affected uh, by those uh, atrocious floods. And uh, in fact, actually, I've got uh, James, uh, who's uh, with us on work experience at the moment. Uh, he was actually affected uh, by the floods quite a bit. Uh, if we've got a bit of time, I'll have a quick uh, catch up with him in just a moment as uh, it was incredible uh, how much uh, they were affected down there. Very sad scenes indeed. Uh, we do have our season three featured track on the way very soon. Now, though, let's have a look at some of those lost and found animals around Pembrokeshire. Pet Finder on Pure West Radio. So taking a look at those lost and found animals this morning for you and uh, Alan and partners have had a female black handed in this morning uh, found in the tavern spite area uh, no chip or collar and they really need to find their owners uh, if you do have uh, any information please get in touch with Alan and partners the uh, veterinary surgery there in Whitland and this cat is uh, all black 
uh, looks like it's uh, possibly maybe been uh, knocked over or doesn't look in uh, very good health bless it so uh, all female black cat handed in uh, to the uh, Whitland veterinary practice this morning uh, also missing since Thursday Billy he's a seven month old gorgeous uh, tabby uh, with a white bib and white socks he was last seen at the Hammond Avenue area by the Park on the Green in Hanford West. Uh, she is uh, uh, a lovely, adorable cat and uh, currently uh, at uh, Fenton Vets are putting out an appeal for her. Uh, also found a beautiful boy. He's a black and white cat, uh, quite chubby with uh, black little socks and uh, a black ring around, uh, sorry, white ring around his neck uh, with the white socks and all predominantly black. Um, he was um, found near the uh, Shakespeare Avenue area in uh, Milford Haven um, sadly not chipped and um, if you know you do recognize uh, the cat of that description please do have a look around the uh, Milford Haven area uh, also Tasman Dunwoody's been in touch there's a uh, ginger and white cat which uh, was found between Wolves Castle and Ambleston on Monday about four to six months old wearing a pink sparkly collar uh, is little trained and very affectionate um, she has been uh, listed with Green Acres Animal Rescue on the uh, uh, found page so uh, yeah if you've lost your uh, cat around the Wolf's Castle and Ambleston area please get in touch with Tamsin Dunwoody this morning uh, that is all for your pet finder anything to get featured please email us the details over at studio at purewestradio.com that's studio at purewestradio.com for your pet finder The Breakfast Show with Toby Ellis weekdays 6 till 10am on Pure West Radio with Folly Farm Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. We have 30 talented local presenters and over 28 shows appealing to a huge audience in the county. If it's happening in Pembrokeshire, it's on Pure West Radio. We have on average 2,500 listens every day and 17,000 each week. We have many exciting opportunities for your business, event or organisation. Your message can be heard by all of our listeners and prices start from as little as £15. Contact us today for a free quote. Call 01437 764455 or email info at purewestradio.com. Like playing together. I like having hugs with Freddie. Freddie gives the best hugs. Freddie used to be very poorly. And the doctor said he might need a new liver. Then one day, a very nice person gave their liver to Freddie. It was amazing. We were so happy. Now he's around to give me more hugs than ever. Tell your family you want to save lives. To find out more, visit organdonation.nhs.uk. Have you seen that change for life? It's all about small changes we can all make to be healthier, like trying to cut back fat. There can be a lot of hidden fat in our food, so for starters we just need to check labels and go for low-fat options. Simple. And take a bacon butty. That can be made healthier just by trimming the fat and grilling it rather than frying. Easy. That way we're cutting fat and reducing the risk of heart disease or stroke. It's easy to be food smart. For more ideas to help you and your family cut back fat, search Change for Life online. That Change for Life is all about small changes to help make us and our families healthier. Like, a lot of food contains more sugar than you might think, and eating too much can make us put on weight, which may lead to heart disease, type 2 diabetes and even cancer. Making sugar swaps is a great way to stay healthy, and it's so simple. 
Instead of sweets, swap them for fruit. And for fizzy drinks, try no added sugar or sugar-free ones. Just check the label. It's easy to be food smart. For more help with sugar swaps, search Change for Life online. How does it feel when you stop smoking? Brilliant. I've finally quit. I feel like I've got my life back. I was so proud of myself. I feel a lot richer. It feels good. I just feel fitter and healthier. I felt much happier. It's an amazing feeling when you stop smoking. With the help of NHS Smoke Free, you could experience that feeling for yourself. Our range of support tools, which includes face-to-face guidance from advisors, helps maximise your chances of success. Go online now and search for Smoke Free. We've always been farmers, but now we're so much more than a farm. There's 120 acres of fun with over 900 animals in our zoo and barn. 16 lovingly restored rides in our vintage fairground, plus numerous indoor and outdoor play areas. And with 50% of the attraction being undercover, there's always plenty to see and do come rain or shine. So why not purchase one of our great value annual passes today? That's one whole year of fantastic family-friendly fun. Head on over to our website www.folly-farm.co.uk for more information. Zoo. Barn. Fairground. Play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. Just approaching 10 to 10 with me, Tobes, here on Friday morning's breakfast on the 23rd of November. So if you have just uh, joined us and you're thinking, hey, this is a little bit of a different show this morning, it certainly is as we had a special one-hour conversation and hot topic chat with Stephen Crabb, our local MP, about Brexit. We also touched on the hospital as well, so be sure to listen back to that if you missed it. It is now time for our Season 3 featured track of the week. And it's wonderful always catching up with the guys at uh, Season 3 and finding out what their latest projects are. And right here is by Mia Vono, a UK band. And uh, this was for a mixing and remixing competition organised by producer Like A Pro who helped budding mixers and producers. The quality of the delivered tracks was superb, and after listening through, decided uh, that season three would uh, mix it in a dream pop style. Over a thousand people entered, and uh, what an amazing competition this was for season three to get involved with. Uh, So this is uh, right here as uh, delivered, uh, so as it was dropped off at the season three studios in Hanford West. That's how it was uh, delivered to the Season 3 studios, uh, Mavono and right here. And this is the mixed version, the Season 3 pop mix. So the same clip of music, mixed. Falling, don't know where we're going, but it's alright. So we can hear that more distinct vocal uplift. And hear a nice bit of reverb on there as well. Now the darkness. Feels a little bit warmer and sharper. Matters, no, matters by our side. And the instrumental elements of the track certainly very prominent there. So let's hear the track in full. It sounds a great number, this. Uh, I can't wait to hear it in full. This is Mavono Dream right here, the season three pop mix. And once again, uh, a sublime bit of work uh, from the head honcho at Studio 9 season three project. Let's hear this in full. Looking forward to it. 
Pure West Radio, that is the Season 3 Pop Mix, a part of our Season 3 Featured Track of the Week. And uh, wonderful work there. Uh, Once again, from Studio 9, Head Honcho at Season 3 Studios. Uh, An amazing uh, remix there and uh, pop mix of uh, that uh, competition which Season 3 entered. And do not forget, Pembrokeshire Musicians, if you are looking to have your music mixed and mastered for free, so if you've done some recordings... And you think, yeah, do you know what? I want it to sound like it would on the radio. 
get in touch with season three uh, simply by checking out their website. It's season the number three.co.uk. That's season three.co.uk. Uh, now, over the past couple of weeks, we've taken on a few work placements here at Pure West Radio so we can uh, educate many um, people that want to know a bit more about what we do here and uh, also help us out. So uh, it's a bit of a uh, uh, a learning curve for them and also they can help us out through our sort of uh, uh, daily chores as well and uh, one of them is uh, James Tyler morning matey morning Toby how are you today sir fine thank you so uh, hopped on the bus this morning from Milford Haven the 302 yes and here we are how yeah. was your trip in this morning it was all right it yeah was, uh bit cold on the bus oh is it <laughs> yeah. I know it's yuckabee weather out there yeah. at the moment isn't it yeah not very nice at all uh, so, James, you actually live in Lower Priory. Yes, I do. And Stephen Crabb's actually on his way there very soon. Uh, it's funny, you, you mentioned it as soon as you came in, and he was our guest. Uh, even <laughs> yeah. said a quick hello to you, didn't he? Um, yeah. How were you affected by the flooding? Um, well, Priory House wasn't really affected, but we still had to evacuate the area mm. because... Um, basically, the fire service said we had to... Or evacuate. So mm. all the pe- all the village went. So I had to go and live with my mum for a few days. Okay. Uh, some other guys went and lived in other re- residential homes mm. for three days. Wow. Okay. We all evacuated on fir- on the Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday the eighth of. Yeah. Uh, that was the sort of real the, the real sort of. I mean, it, it chucked it down on the Wednesday, didn't it? But it wasn't until the sort of Thursday that yeah, it was really affected. It, it, it was the Thursday where it all started. Yeah piling up and mm. um and then we all came back home on the monday yeah. because the fire service had pumped all the water from lower priory down to haven's head mm. then down into the docks in milford mm. how were your neighbors affected then how, how did they feel about it all then uh, james um i haven't really seen our neighbors but i have been told by some of the staff that work where i live mm. that um uh a lady that runs a B&B down the bottom she was her house was almost flooded to the top mm-hmm. and she's <clears throat> got uh, people coming in and out trying to prepare the house at the moment it's incredible isn't it and the pub had the worst of the flooding really yes if you saw pictures it was nearly up to the top of the door I know it's incredible I've never it? seen anything like that in my yeah, life yeah I know it's incredible I've seen loads of photos online and uh, yeah it's just it's horrific, isn't it? You know, I mean, yeah. just the level of flooding they had down there—it was phenomenal. I yeah. mean, you could have literally got a canoe or a boat on on the, the water. It was that yeah. deep. Yeah. Well, when I left my house on the first day night, there was a lifeboat coming down the road, mm. and <laughs> and I looked at the water at the time, and I thought it's not going to get that deep. And I was surprised three hours later when I looked at, at photographs. Oh God, it has, and you could mm. see the boat actually on the water incredible isn't it yeah did you ever think in your lifetime you'd ever see a lifeboat coming down the road no <laughs> i cost priory house it cost pr- the lower priory is pretty much hilly and it's got mm. two rivers you would think it's impossible to flood mm. um and 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 every and, and all the time when you think about flooding around the country you mm. think I'm lucky I'm, I don't live in one of those areas. Mm, mm. And, and and then the next minute, you're seeing it coming up your own road, and then you think, <laughs> yeah. oh, God, it is possible for this place to flood. Yeah, I know, it's incredible, isn't it? This, this is the second time it's flooded, apparently. It was back in the 90s when mm. it, it flooded before, and that lady I was telling you about, she was actually flooded then as well. Oh. So. 
Yeah. Surrenders, isn't it? It really is. And uh, Stephen Crabb, our MP, who was with us on the show this morning, is actually uh, going to be uh, chatting to a few of uh, the people down at Lower Priory uh, this morning. So uh, if you live in the vicinity and you're tuning in now, then uh, make sure you uh, uh, do keep your eyes and ears peeled out for your local MP there this morning. And, uh, you know, please let him know about any concerns that you may have in the area as... Uh, I know uh, lots of sort of fingers are getting pointed at the moment. Quite a few people angry down there, James. Um, I haven't really seen many people down there. Mm. Um, there was only my house and another two just a little bit at the top from me Yeah. that the water couldn't reach. Mm. So mm. there's probably just three houses at the moment with people living in them. Yeah. I know it will be interesting to see actually how many people are, are currently uh, sort of... Uh, uh, cohabiting down there and uh, and even uh, you know in, in their in their house incredible uh, radio the latest news up next with Jonathan Twig we have got the lovely Stephanie Jane up next uh, at 10 o'clock this morning for you right here at Pure West Radio so uh, right James we're gonna hop on and get a couple of jobs then shall we yeah okay sounds good, good. idea have a fabulous day and uh, have a wonderful weekend I'll be back Monday morning from 6am right here at Pure West Radio have a good one From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Your latest Pembrokeshire news. I'm John.